Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's good, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Money Honeys. My name is Devin Lytle, and usually I co-host the show with Chantel Houston and Freddie Ransom. However, this week we decided to rerun one of our favorite episodes, and here's why. We are on the brink of a capital R recession, if we're not already there, depending on who you talk to. And a recession is a time in the economy where rich people like to invest because the stocks, well, they're low. The price is down, or so we're told. So this week, we wanted to bring back our investing episode, Investing 101. Pencils down, everyone. It's time to listen to the teacher. His name is Hatem Diab, and he's going to walk us through the A, Bs, and Cs of everything investing. So I hope you enjoy this episode, and we will be back in your feed with new content next week. See you then. Welcome back to another episode of Money Honeys. I'm Freddie. I'm Chantel. And I'm Devin. And you know the deal. We love money. Oh, yeah. Period. And we want to learn right along with you about how to get more of it legally. Uh -uh. I didn't say that convincingly enough. We weren't fully on board either. <laughs> Was was I supposed to I, say it? Um, no, I just mean that we legally. legally yes, <laughs> we do. We do want to make money legally. Absolutely. Yes. yes. We yeah, we're legal about it. <laughs> <laughs> we are. I don't know why it's sounding like we're not. We. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, doing that. We're all too scared to do anything. Well, maybe Dev might try the it. The fact, would try it. The, but. Fact that you, the fact that we have to say legally makes it sound like <laughs> we're up to something. Yeah. Ladies, how are we this week? Any big splurges? What's been up? Hmm. No big splurges for me this week. Okay. Yeah. I should have had one because I need to get my wedding dress altered. Mm. <laughs> but I am putting it off. Mm -hmm. So should have had that, didn't have it. Yeah. What about you, Deb? Um, no big splurges this week. I will say I think I've been proud of myself because I'm in a crunch time, in a crunch wrap supreme, if you will, mm -hmm. at work. And usually when I'm in these kind of periods, it's just like Postmates every day. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that stuff compounds oh and God, it's, so expensive. it's so bad. But I haven't been doing that this week. So mm. that's an accomplishment. That's a huge Someone, accomplishment. For the love of God, give me my flowers. What have you been doing? Okay. Just cooking? You've been you've been able to make time to cook? Yeah, I just like bulk cook and nice. Yeah. I'm I'm definitely in like a little manic zone right now, like yeah. I said. I'm like a walking embodiment of a Google calendar. Mm -hmm. But we're getting it done and we're it's getting great. It done. Yeah. And you're saving money. And we're saving money. Yeah. Saving yeah. So much How about money. you, Fred? Um, yeah, I mean, no like big purchases on like one item, but I've just been slowly getting my patio in order. Mm. Right. So I've been buying those things, you know, the the lights and the the privacy screens and the little fire pit table. The mm -hmm. things add up, you know? Yeah. Um, but no like huge, huge purchases, mm -hmm. which is a nice change for me in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So it's a no nice more little DJ break. speakers. Yeah. <laughs> DJ speakers. Every week you're like personal well. trainer. Like <laughs> um yeah. but I will say like in general, whether you know big splurge or not I'm tired of just seeing money going out. Mm -hmm. uh -uh. Just going mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. I like it. And it just mm -hmm. feels like it's 
the money coming in is not keeping up with the amount of money going out. Yeah. That's just generally. It's not keeping up with the Joneses and I am Joneses. And I am Joneses. <laughs> <laughs> My spending habit is Joneses. Yes. And what I mean by like money coming in is, you know, not necessarily my like job, mm. but passive income. Yeah. And we've discussed that, you know, I did purchase a home, so I have that passive income coming yes. in, but I want more of it. I yeah. want more streams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So today we're going to do a crash course on investing 101. Mm. Chantel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Already. We're there. We're there. We're there. <laughs> What's your relationship with investing outside of your multiple properties? Mm-hmm. Smirk. No. Oh, oh. <laughs> For the audience at home, it's a smirk. <laughs> she said multiple. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I honestly, I started investing when Freddie and I did that ladylike episode, mm-hmm. also called Investing 101. <laughs> wow. Wow. And that's when we had um, Sally Krawcheck, mm-hmm. who's the founder, CEO, I think so, CEO of Elevest. And so she just, even even that, like, I I've feel blew my mind because I just had no idea what, like, anything investing was. And so I've been investing through her company slash app called Elevest. And my financial planner actually said that she she does really like Elevest. So I was like, okay, good. Because at first I was like, oh, no, is it a scam? <laughs> yeah. And then she was like, no, I really like Elvis. And I was like, okay, good, good, good. Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Um, but that is my main kind of like investment situation. I had like the 401k at BuzzFeed um, that obviously haven't poured into since I'm not at BuzzFeed. I need to. I need to roll it up. You know what? We got to do a retirement episode. Yeah. We got to talk. We got to talk about the BuzzFeed sc- sc- stocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Episode. So it's like I, I mean, I, I have those. I haven't like sold them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like my my main investments are like through Elevest right now, and then I'm I'm kind of like gearing up with my financial planner to just. It's been on me, and I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm not uh, afraid of investments. I have truly the most baseline knowledge of it been doing it because i was told that i should do it i know that i should do it i i made a fair amount of money in investments aside from like this year but beginning of a pandemic i was making a lot mm-hmm. nice mm-hmm. dev what about you i know i feel like you know Living in a household with Pat. Oh, yeah. There's always some some investment discourse happening. Some spicy discourse. Yeah. Yes. I I got a financial planner back when I started making money um, like, like five or six years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I because I started making money, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So let me just give it to someone who does know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have a couple accounts. I've got like a 401k, obviously. I've got like... A Roth or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Roth, Mr. Ira. Uh, yeah, Mr. Ira. I got yeah. them. Mr. 401k. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? The thing about it is when you have it, you don't really look at it and maybe yeah. like twice a year. Yeah. Um, and I know maybe that's bad. I don't know. Is that bad? I don't think it's bad because with investments and stuff, it is, especially for stuff that's like long term. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're trying to do shady shit with it, then you're like checking it all the time. I'm always trying to do shady shit. (laughs) Shady shit legally. (laughs) Legally. (laughs) How about you, Fred? 
I would love to say that I opened up. Don't say it. An Elevest Don't portfolio yeah. after our video. I didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I always, I always throw a smirk Fred's way. Every she time she tells me that she still hasn't started investing. You know, it's, well, I guess I'll, I'll go, I do have a 401k. Yes. There it is. So that is growing. Mm-hmm. Right. That money is invested. Right. I have a home. You do. That's growing. Um, But I feel like I've mentioned this before. I feel like it took me buying property to feel comfortable investing in other avenues. Yeah. And so I do feel, you know, I still feel nervous, but I feel definitely more ready to like dive headfirst into having, you know, a more diversified portfolio. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> to start off this investment 101 episode, I want to play a little game that I made up called Two Lies and a Truth, which is just multiple choice with three options. <laughs> <laughs> But we're branding it. <laughs> but we're branding it as two lies and a wow. truth. Invest in our game. Yes. <laughs> well, ladies, we have investment manager Hatem Diab of Gerber Kawasaki Wealth and Investment Management Firm to give us the correct answers. So we're going to play this little game after, after the, the break. break. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Money Honeys are back. We have investment manager Hatem Diab of Gerber Kawasaki Wealth and Investment Management Firm to give us the correct answers for two lies and a truth. We're talking about investing, baby. Hey, Hatem. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Thanks for uh, coming and playing with us. No, thank you for having me. I'm really excited. I'm a fan of the show. So to oh, be wow. I'm, I'm really a fan good. of the pod. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we love it. Okay, so Hatem. Yep. Are you ready to kind of lead us, lead us with this game? You're gonna be the Let's you're go. gonna be the person with the answers and all the info, obviously. Yeah. The games yeah. master. <laughs> yeah. So let's play let's play two lies and a truth, mm-hmm. shall we? So if you buy a company stock, right? One, do you own the company? Two, the company will return your original investments to you with interest, or 
you have temporarily lent money to the company. Uh, so two of them are lies? Yes. And one so of there's them only one true. truth. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like a normal question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is the right answer? Yeah, which one's the right answer? Um, I'm going to guess you own part of the company is the right answer. Very good, Devin. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Yay! Uh, there it is. <laughs> very good. Someone prepared for this. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Okay. If you buy a company bond, you own part of the company, you can vote on shareholder matters, or you can you, you have lent money to the company. Heads just turned to me, so I know it's me. Uh, I don't... I feel like I need to learn more about bonds. I'm going to say you have lent money to the company. Spot on. Very Yay! good. Yes. Yeah. <gasps> Wipe the sweat from my brow. Uh, listen, a lot of people get, get confused about bonds. You know, yeah, they're I loans. Do. They are loans, basically. Hmm. Um, okay. What type of bond is the safest? U.S. Treasury bond, U.S. Savings bond, or municipal bond? Well, I wrote this quiz. Oh, oh. so you know the answer. Yeah. So it just goes back and forth between yeah. me and Dad. Okay, okay, okay. okay. So um, we can put our heads together if you want, yeah. but I have no clue. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bringing nothing to this. I'm bringing nothing. Give it's on nothing. you, but it's us. <laughs> but it's our um, answer. I don't know. I mean, I. I don't know if I trust Treasury anything bonds? from the U.S. <laughs> I'm going to say savings bonds. You. Yeah, yeah, sure. U.S. savings bond. U.S. savings bond. I don't bond. know if I want my money with the treasury. I don't <laughs> know. Honestly, that would be my answer, too. The savings uh, bond? Yeah. Yeah. And is it correct? It's a lie. Oh! oh the first lie of the day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, the, uh, it's, it's the treasury bond, U.S. treasury bonds. Uh, um, mm. The U.S. government is the best creditor on earth because they can always print more dollars. Mm -hmm. So they will never default on oh. their money. See, that's They'll never not pay you out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust it. Imagine, imagine have a printing machine at home. We can print all the dollars you want. We just we just <laughs> finished our episode on fraud. <laughs> <laughs> we're reeling. We're. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Okay. Uh, U.S. Treasury bond. Okay. Uh, the higher the risk, the more likely your stocks will cancel out your bonds. The lower your interest rate, or higher the return. I mean the. The phrase goes as the higher the risk, the higher the return. I don't know if this is a trick question or not, but I'm going to lock in my answer. <laughs> you locking it in? I'm going to lock it in. <laughs> yeah, the conventional wisdom is right. Okay, it's, it's yes. Basically, you, no you're idea. supposed to be paid more for the higher the risk you take, right? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the, 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 uh, the, the give and take. Mm -hmm. like you take more risk, I get more, more, more return. Mm-hmm. If a company files for bankruptcy, the company's bonds are most at risk becoming virtually worthless. The company's common stock is most at risk at becoming virtually worthless. Your investments are handled and dispersed through the SEC. Oh, I don't like any of these answers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm like, is this one a trick question that is all true? Because <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know much about what the the SEC is doing over there. Yeah, another thing I don't trust. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, people file, I feel like companies file for bankruptcy, quote unquote, all the time. Yeah, yeah, like a chapter 11. Yeah. That's what they call it, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so those numbers sound right to me. Um, I'm going to say the company's common stock is most at risk of becoming virtually worthless. Well done. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, well done. Wow. The power of guessing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we didn't know that one? That's, no. that's pretty good. Okay, last one. Last one. Selling short means selling borrowed shares of a stock, selling shares of a stock before it has reached its peak, or selling shares bought from Taydigs. <laughs> Taydigs, there he is. Thank you. Real fans will know we love Taydigs. <laughs> we just do. Taydigs. Taydigs. Yeah. Sponsored by Taydigs. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see when he follows me back. <laughs> We're waiting. Clock's still ticking. So selling short, I think means selling shares of stock before it has reached its peak. Uh, nope, it's a oh, lot. Oh. Damn it. To, to be fair, that's a tough one. Okay. You know, selling yeah. short. Basically, you, you borrow shares and then you sell them short, meaning that you bet against the company. So you don't own the shares, you're just borrowing those shares to sell, to, to, to bet against. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Uh, mm. I'm in a, what? It's almost like, like, is that even allowed? It's like, why is that allowed? It's allowed. So I own, uh, I own share of something. I own it, so I'm part of that company. And then you say, hey, I really don't like that company. Uh, So I'm going to go and borrow my share, right? At the hundred, let's say my company's share is a hundred dollars. So you're going to borrow it at a hundred dollars. And if that company doesn't do well, it goes to $50. You get to go buy the share at 50 bucks and give it back to me, and you made the difference. So that's selling short. Oh. Oh, so does, any, is, does anyone lose in this scenario? So you make, you make the money. I lost because lost. My, I have $100 in that stock, but now it's worth $50. Yeah. So I lost, so you made the difference. But isn't yeah, it risky? Mean, I yeah. like. <laughs> it's, Wall, Wall Street is not your friend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, selling short sounds risky because what if the company does like has a day with a little bit of a bump or surge? Then you it's definitely uh, money. it's definitely speculative. It's definitely risky. It's it's usually professionals that do it, hedge funds and mm. uh, mostly uh, professional investors or there is some some people that like to kind of venture in that world. We don't like to do it because I think it goes against the grain. It's you know it's bad karma, mm-hmm. but there is value in it in a sense where there is companies that are lying or doing some negative things. So selling short kind of allows us to see who's doing nefarious things within the market. So sometimes some of these short sellers can do some really good research and it's okay, these companies are stealing or lying and so forth. Mm. Oh, no, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not a zero-sum game. Some are good, but it, it's, 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 a, it's a very small part of the market. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're going to go yes. a little bit more in depth about the basics of investing after, after the, the break. break. We are back and we're hopping into a little crash course on Investing 101 with Hatem Diab of Gerber Kawasaki Wealth and Investment Management Firm. Hatem, you're an investment manager. Yeah. Number one, what is that? 
<laughs> what is Number that? Number two, how long have you been doing it? Uh, thank you for having me again. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a financial planner and an investment manager, investment mm. advisor. So what we do is we help people make better decisions with their money. Mm-hmm. So help them, I think, exactly what you guys are trying to do here, mm-hmm. just a little bit more professionally and structured, mm-hmm. but really try to give people to, to, to make uh, the right decision when it comes to short, mid, and long-term goals that they have, and really help them manage those assets. So make sure that they can grow their money, they can sa- safely invest it, safeguard it, and so forth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I've been doing this for a long time, um, uh, 16 years mm-hmm. as of, actually, uh, yeah, 16 years this next couple months. Uh, my firm, Gerber Kawasaki, has been around for 12 years. We had actually our 12th year anniversary party last night. Oh, so wow. Congratulations. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. It was yes. very, yeah. You it, peeled it, yourself off to yeah, come in. Yeah, yeah, no. It's a little hangover this morning, but I'm good. I'm good. No, it, it's good. It's good. I'm, I'm really happy that we started the firm 12 years ago. So we wow. serve thousands of clients, um, who uh, families mostly, who uh, mm. we help basically with their retirement, with their buying homes and so forth. So. Mm-hmm. Why is it important to invest your money, according to you? Uh, so it's, it's really important to invest your money because you need to reach your goals. There is no way for you to reach your goals, maybe may retiring or buying a home or, or really kind of keeping up with inflation, mm-hmm. right? Unless you invest your money, right? How much money are you getting in your, in your bank account today from, from your savings account? Like nothing. <laughs> savings account. Yeah. Like I've had times I love where you rolled your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like I've had times where it was. I think I maybe had like twenty thousand or something in my savings account, and then I got this statement at the end of the year and was like, "You made a dollar and twenty five cents," and I was like, "Yeah, this is it's just it's so disrespectful." Cre- yeah, it's disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's where I'm like, I didn't put it in there to make money. But still, I was like, the you can only give me a dollar twenty-five. All of this. All of yeah. this. Right. I'm giving you. <laughs> Why do you think the biggest building in any city is probably a bank building? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. banks make a lot of money because we give them our money, mm-hmm. yet they don't give us anything back, right? Yeah. Uh, but the reality is, in order for us to keep up with inflation, which really is the most important thing, right? Because mm-hmm. things get expensive over time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of the biggest topics right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to get our money to grow and, and, and invest in it is how we're going to get it to grow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have like any stats about the demographics of folks who invest their money the most? Like where do women kind of fall <laughs> on this spectrum? Because mm-hmm. I know yeah. I'm terrified of it and <laughs> yeah. I know a lot of men are just like, yeah, I'm just throwing all my money in, yeah. this, in this bucket <laughs> and we'll watch it grow. It just like stresses me out. Mm-hmm. The actually, the, that, that's a misnomer because actually women are better investors. Oh, they I really are. Hear it. Yeah, they really Thank are. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> uh, we have we have many many very fantastic financial advisor women in my firm, and actually mm-hmm. some of their returns are the best from the firm. Uh, <laughs> I think it's something to do with emotional intelligence mm. and not being as aggressive with things. Um, mm. uh, the 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 stats are basically about fifty percent of the population invest their money. Most people mm. do it through their four hundred one ks and retirement plans, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the older you are, the more likely you are to invest. Mm. Uh, we get all these data and, num- and numbers. Um, 
for the last year, millennials, because of the pandemic and all were staying home, everyone kind of got interested in the stock market and they thought it was easy. So the numbers went up. We looked at 62, 63% of the millennials were investing. Okay. Uh, so that's really good. Um, we, uh, I hope... It was really easy to invest last year. It's not as easy this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people have lost money uh, mm-hmm. this year. So I'm ho- and mostly Gen Z and millennials. So hopefully that doesn't change mm-hmm. their uh, attitude about long-term investing because mm-hmm. they still need to stay in the game for mm-hmm. them yeah. to accumulate wealth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel s- sorry for a lot of the people that got involved with Robinhood and the meme stocks and just mm-hmm. kind of made yeah. a ton of money and then they lost it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to our clients, when we deal with families and, and so forth, a lot of the, the households are run by women actually and they actually control most of the purchasing power and the assets. You know, they do the budgets oftentimes, they take care of the family and so forth. Mm-hmm. So they actually manage a lot of the household wealth. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you know you get the men who are macho and so forth, yeah. but oftentimes women actually have a, a lot of uh, power in, in directing the investments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So speaking of the ladies who are investing, how do these ladies get started <laughs> with investing? Okay? How should people get started in investing? Because we want our money to make money for us. That's mm-hmm. the you know that's the breakdown of what investing is, right? Yep. Um, so how should people get started? What's step number one? Step number one. Uh, step number one is really education, right? Mm-hmm. You want to understand things, right? I think what you said, uh, uh, Freddie, is you know you're scared of it, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you got to kind of remove that because it's really not that hard, right? Um, so you got to you know there's a ton of great information, blogs, and, and things that you can you can follow firms like mine who give a lot of information, you know. So find either. A source that you trust that you can talk to and to learn a little bit. Uh, step number two is to actually do it, right? You can get an app, you know, and, and can invest through Vanguard or some of these kind of index funds, which is really kind of the, the, the base. You buy an index fund. Index fund is basically uh, S&P 500 mm-hmm. market fund. So you're basically diversifying. You don't have to think much about it. You're just buying the whole U.S. economy, basically. And then just put money every month or if you have m- some money saved up, you can put it. Or you can talk to a firm like mine and meet with an advisor, which I obviously, I recommend that because you wanna understand how much money you wanna keep in cash, how much money you wanna invest for risky stuff, how much money you wanna keep in bonds. So you can kinda really create a plan that makes sense for you. Mm-hmm. So I I wanna circle back and like unpack some like buzzwords that okay. people throw around a lot <laughs> in this space, okay? Right, and right. I wanna make sure that we know what we're talking about, all right? Yep. So let's, Let's start here. Risk. Risk. <laughs> risk. <laughs> risk. I know what risk the board game is. Yeah, yeah. And I know what risk in my heart feels like. <laughs> yeah. That's why I don't like to gamble, so right. I would say mm-hmm. I have a low risk tolerance, right? Right. right. right? Yeah, well, yeah, no, that's yeah. that's what you say, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so, so there is something called market risk or okay. systematic risk, right? Market goes down, you put your money in the S&P 500, the S&P 500 is down 25%, which is it is this year. So you've lost for the dollar you put in, you now have 75 cents, mm-hmm. okay? Oh, no. So that's a risk, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, that's, so, side note, what's the S&P 500? <laughs> 
Oh, S&P 500 is the 500 largest companies in America. Mm-hmm. So basically, you're investing in the U.S. economy. Yeah. Okay. So like when you say index fund, it's the 500 companies in America that are doing the best, and you just kind of sprinkle money over top of it. Correct. Like, like a little fairy. That's, that's yeah. like a little fairy dust, and you're... Here's my money, uh, companies. Yeah. 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 Give some like to the, Apple, some to Disney, yeah. some to Microsoft, and just let it run. Wow. And then someone like you at a firm or someone, or like the app would kind of be buying different like stocks and bonds yeah so if we can buy an s&p 500 fund which just kind of determines already what which companies that owns Mm -hmm. or you can hire me or my firm and we create different portfolios that maybe have these companies or those Mm. sectors and so forth and get more personalized with mm, it yeah because then you can kind of talk about like oh google like here's what Here's what I advise on on that yes or no type Correct. thing and build out that portfolio. Exactly, okay. exactly. Chugging along. Risk, S- going back to risk. Risk. <laughs> risk, risk, risk. So risk is, I think of risk as, people people think of, I think the, the, the problem is people conflate risk with volatility. Markets mm. go up and down, mm-hmm. right? The fact that the S&P 500 is down 25%, if I have a long-term view, Actually, you don't see that as risky. I think it's an opportunity for me to buy things that are cheaper. Mm. The stock market is actually on sale right now, mm-hmm. right? Risk to me is I'm going to lose my money. So if mm-hmm. I invest in uh, Luna or uh, some kind no, no. of, you know, <laughs> and it goes to zero, that's real risk to me, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So you're not mm-hmm. kind of differentiate between what's real risk of losing your actual money or just the fact that it's going to move up and down. Mm-hmm. That's great. Thank mm-hmm. you for clarifying that. Okay. So let, to that end, let's make a distinction between a stock and a bond. Okay. A uh, stock is a piece of a company. A bond is a... Alone. 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 That's right. That's right. Yeah, very good. Yeah, it's, it's exactly that. Ownership versus loaning something. You buy stock, you own a piece of that company. You buy a bond, you just loan some of your money to that company. Okay, so uh, I have a follow-up question to that. For someone who might be you know, starting a new job at a company, what does it mean to have your stocks vested or fully vested? Okay, vested means that the company is going to give you stock, which I highly, highly encourage for mm-hmm. you, especially young people when mm-hmm. they start their careers uh, to get equity. It means to get upside potential from that company. Uh, vested means that they actually you get them. So what happens with companies, they give you stock, but they say, we're not going to give it to you right away. You have to stay with us for 12 months, mm-hmm. and you have to be a good employee, and you have to do all these things, and we have to reach these metrics for you to get the stock. Vesting is... That, 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 that term meaning that you've accomplished those things. Awesome. Love and then that. your strike price is what you can buy those shares for. Yeah. Once so, they're vested. So, so, so that they're yours. So whenever you hear the term strike, you're probably referring to options. Yes. Which, which is the right to buy that stock at that price. Mm. So a lot of younger companies will give you options, which means yeah. it gives you the right to buy the stock at some point at a, right. at a price. And the idea is that price will go up over time. So if I start mm-hmm. and get the right to buy a stock at a dollar, and hopefully that company stock goes to $20 or $30, that'll make the difference. Right, nice. right. Okay, so let's let's keep moving. What is an ETF? What does it stand for? Who is she? <laughs> who is she? Who is she? <laughs> I don't know if she's a female or, or <laughs> no. <laughs> what yeah, yeah. What? What? what kind of hair? Um, <laughs> exchange traded fund. 
Talk about a buzzword. Um, Exchange trade is fun. When you just smash all those words together, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, does it mean anything? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's a, it's a bas- basket of stocks. Think about mm. it as, as just buying one stock, just a basket of them. So it could, you could follow a sector. It could be an ETF for technology or an ETF for uh, electric vehicles or the S&P 500 ETF. So ah, got you, got you, got you. So, so like, I'm going to buy, would you say, I'm like, how would you use it in a sentence? <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I'm buying. I'm a, buying an ETF. An ETF yeah. in, like, electric vehicles. Yep, that tracks the electric vehicle index or that tracks the S&P 500 or it tracks the consumer technology index. Okay. So basically, it tracks a basket of companies or stocks that are in a certain sector or certain market. fall in that category. Correct, exactly. So when you say tracks them, are you investing in those companies? Yes. So so there is an index, let's say there is technology index, it has all the tech company in it, and you can buy an ETF (laughs) that tracks that, and the ETF itself trades like a stock. So you can Mm. buy it and sell it just like you do a stock, but it's but but what you're doing in, in essence, you're buying all those stocks, buying them or selling them at the same time. Got it. So it's kind of like I'll trade my basket for your basket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What well, against the market? But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm like leave it at my door. I'll leave it <laughs> up, and then we'll... ooh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, last one. Allocations. Allocation is probably the most important thing when it comes to investing. What? Alloc- yes, yes. I've, never even I've heard no this. idea yeah. what this means. I think that's the first time I've said it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, allocation, is, allocation is how much money you put in anything. How much money do you uh, keep in cash? Oh, okay, yeah, how much money do you keep in bonds? Mm-hmm. How much money do you keep in stocks? Mm-hmm. Which stocks do you own? How much you keep in risky versus safer? Dividends mm-hmm. versus growth? Mm-hmm. So that really kind of determines what you, how you build your portfolio. We say it's important because 90% of your return is going to be determined by your allocation. By how much money right. you're throwing at something. Yeah, if exactly. you put $1,000 in, you'll get less of a return than if you put $100,000 in. One, but that's that's true. But the allocation means is of that $1,000 that I have, how much of that I keep in cash, how much of that I keep putting in stocks yeah. and bonds. Because what happens is over time, we go through a market correction, mm-hmm. but if you need to your cash and then you have to sell stocks right now, that's not a good idea. So if yeah. you don't have the right allocation going into it, you're gonna fail as an investor. Mm-hmm. But if you know that you keep you know, your emergency fund in cash and then your short-term money in bonds, long-term money in stocks, you know you're gonna succeed because you're gonna allow your money to do the, what it needs to do without having to touch it. Mm. Yes. So for people, <laughs> I'm like, yes. <laughs> you know what? That's so true. <laughs> what he said. Yeah. What he said. <laughs> oh my God. Get out. Uh, <laughs> my brain is like processing, and all it can do is just like affirm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, ha- I'm happy yes. to help. Yes. <laughs> now, are there levels to this? Like, I think that's one of my first questions. Like, is there a type of investing for someone who's a beginner or more risk averse versus the type of investing for someone who's like a vet in the space and is much more comfortable take like, with you know higher risk investments? Like, are there different? Where would I fall? What type of investing? <laughs> I would be the beginner well, yeah. and, the, and the risk averse person. Like, what type of investing would you recommend for me to start with? So, so you're gonna have to determine that, right? So there is a questionnaire that you can take about what kind of risk am I willing to take. But more importantly, is what are you trying to do? 
okay? Mm, be rich. Yeah, be rich. That's mm. important, right? But you got to figure out what your goal is, right? And what's yeah. your time frame? Is it, am I going to invest for a month, mm. for a year, for five years, for 30 years? And each one of those questions will allow you to create a different allocation. Mm -hmm. So what you want to do as a you know, young investor getting started, say, hey, if it's my retirement money, I want to take risk. I want to invest in Apple and Google and Microsoft because those have the highest upside potential, right? I don't want to buy, put all my money in crypto because I'm sure a lot of your listeners do. That's, <laughs> that's a lot of risk in the portfolio. Not that mm -hmm. I, I, we like we like crypto, but for a very small portion of your money, right? Okay. Um, with, you know, if it's money that you need in six months or a year, maybe you should not be investing in the stock market because it fluctuates too much. Maybe you want to buy bonds or government bonds or things that are very, very safe mm. so you have access to it, right? Mm, got you. So for you, if you got to figure out, hey, okay, I have which bucket I'm going to think of, and then based on that, what allocation I need to. Inflation is 8% right now. You can't leave your money in the bank. You just can't. Mm -hmm. You're earning 0%. Your inflation is 8%. You're losing purchasing power every year. Mm -hmm. oh. So, oh, now I'm sweating. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, I have a question about bonds. So, if you buy a bond, then <laughs> you <laughs> then, then dot dot dot. <laughs> then you like sell the bond. To, are yeah. you selling it to someone else? Are you like selling it back to the company and then they just pay you back? Very or? good question. Very good question. So there's a market, for, there's a bond market that you mm -hmm. go in and there's millions of buyers and sellers and you can sell your bond to someone else. Mm -hmm. So someone else can come in and buy it for you or you can wait for it to mature. So it comes to a certain point of time where the company will pay you back your money. Mm. Yeah. With interest? Because we you loan You get interest it. regardless. And you keep the bond. No, you get your money back, so you can reinvest it. Oh, so you, it. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm it. always, like, thinking of things as very tangible, physical yeah. items. Yeah. But it's, it's, that's not always the case, especially with money. It's I just, know. like, numbers and yeah. stuff. People try to make it very nebulous and, and very complicated. It's really not. It's, mm -hmm. you know, with a bond, you're just loaning your money to Disney or Apple, and mm -hmm. after many years, you're going to get, X amount of money and you're going to get, yeah, they pay you back. So. so you can just pick a random amount. Yeah. I'm going to loan Disney a hundred dollars because they need it so much. <laughs> every <laughs> company borrows yeah. money. It's, it's every company borrows money. They don't go yeah. to the bank. They don't yeah. go to the bank to borrow. They just issue bonds. So. Why is that? Because they can get better terms than they will from the bank. So if I am mm -hmm. Apple ah. and I have a I'm very successful company, mm -hmm. I can borrow at 3%. So I can basically pay people 3% versus going to the bank and the it, bank will charge me 7%. Got mm. it. Yeah, so. Okay. Yeah. So then that, so it's kind of like low risk, low reward, but quote Steady. unquote. Yes. Yeah. As a, a very kind of like an insured reward. Yeah. So. Depending on what kind of bond. There is some high risk bonds. Mm. There is a lot of very small or speculative company that mm -hmm. would pay you 20% to mm. buy their bonds, but there is more risk involved with that. So depending on which company you buy, right. that is that determines the risk. That's why the U.S. government is the safest thing because you know the U.S. government's always going to pay you back. Mm -hmm. And the U.S. government will pay you, I think, today 3% for 10 years. Mm. So I can loan them money for 10 years and they're paying me about 3% a year. 
Mm-hmm. So you've been doing this for 16 years, okay? Yeah. Do you have any anecdotes in your mind that stick out of clients who saw significant financial growth by investing? And what did they do right? And how can I just copy <laughs> and paste that in my life? Uh, <laughs> Please and thanks. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I, uh, two ways. Uh-huh. I think the the misnomer that this get rich fast thing mm-hmm. really doesn't exist. I mean, you may be able to inherit money or mm-hmm. win the lottery, but that really doesn't happen. It's, doesn't. An, it's an anecdote, anecdote, right? What I've seen happen over the many 16 years is people just save their money. People put money every month, you know, mm-hmm. 20, 30% of what they earn, and then allow it to grow over time. The easy way in the S&P 500 fund or just kind of an allocation that we create for them. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's easy, but it takes time and it takes discipline because you have to save every year and you have to go through times like this when things are tough and still keep doing what you're doing. So mm. let your, don't let your emotion mm-hmm. get basically away from the goal of, of, of getting ahead financially. Mm-hmm. So we've seen that happen all the time. We do it with clients every day. The other way that I've seen a lot of great wealth being created is through options or through uh, working for a company and startup and getting equity in mm. those in those on those companies what we talked about mm-hmm. right I've seen people start at Netflix or right. you know Snapchat or some I'm a friend at Amazon yeah. she's been there for like eight years right her stock is worth so much money yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. you know and then a lot of people kind of um, you know almost vilify Bezos and Elon Musk and so forth but these these companies have created thousands upon thousands of millionaires because mm-hmm. these employees started working there and bought equity in the company mm-hmm. and as the value of that equity or that company has grown they made a ton of money right mm-hmm. so if if I'm a, if I'm a, I'm a young person right now looking to figure out what I'm going to do in my life or my job I will definitely be thinking, okay, what companies can I work with that will offer me equity mm-hmm. so I can grow that with that company and really build some meaningful wealth? And a lot of our clients do that. Um, mm. I have a question really fast. You mm-hmm. mentioned this word that we should probably circle back to. Uh, options. Yeah. They're risky. Yeah. Uh, what are they? So there's two different options, right? One, The options that I'm talking about is that you get from a company that you work for. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's just kind of a, it's, it's, it's a vehicle that they give you to own some right. part of the company. Options that you hear about trading options and so forth, right? Those are are basically contracts. They are derivatives of stocks. So they are a way for you to bet either on the upside or the downside on a stock. So highly risky, highly speculative way of being able to bet on a company or against it. That's what you see like in Wolf of Wall Street and stuff like that. That's that's what they're doing. Correct. They're doing like option plays. Yeah, they're doing a lot of what we call financial engineering. There's shorting, options, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of CDOs, all these kind of fancy things they do. So to break that down even further, it's I own the stock and you are optioning against, like let's walk us through that again. So I own the stock. Yeah. What it, what's the option? So, <laughs> so, so, sh- so shorting. No, right? no, no. F- oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like walking so, through it. No, not that. No. <laughs> <laughs> so you can you can buy an option on Google tomorrow. You can say Google is going to go up to X amount, and you you're placing a bet. A bet on Google stock. Correct. Copy. Exactly. 
And I think that's how you want to think of it is a bet. It's a bet. Mm. Yeah. I bet that it's going to go up or I bet it's going to yeah. go down. Which is different than investing, right? Like mm. you, 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 when you think of investing, it's you just have to buy over time, accumulate mm-hmm. shares, mm-hmm. buy things, right? Like share of a stock is an ownership into something, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Betting is just, you know, it's, it's, it's 50-50. You know, it's going to go, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a different. I'd rather go to Vegas and get a few drinks at least, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so. Oh, wow. And they're free. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to actually get into some more investment hot tips with Hatem. After, After the, the break! break. <laughs> <laughs> if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. And we're back. We're jumping into investment hot tips with investment manager Hatem Dihab. Okay, so how do you know what type of companies to put your faith in and what type of companies to avoid investing in? Mm. Very good question. Very I mean, that's question. Your, that is your job, right? That's what we, you do. It's, Part, yeah, big part of my job is uh-huh. to figure out where to invest in. Uh, we look for leadership. We look for some of the best companies in the world, you know. So we look for companies that have a huge brand power, an Apple, a Microsoft. We look for companies that are very well run. So we look at who are the CEOs are. We look at who's running them, what's their track record, mm-hmm. why they're doing things. We look for companies that have products that are disruptive. They are new, they're creating new markets, like the Teslas of the world, mm-hmm. or things you know that really are gonna, gonna move us to the next phase of growth or move us to the next era, per se. So really, disruption is something that we look for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we look for uh, solid you know, financial management. We don't look for a company that spent too much money frivolously. We look for companies mm-hmm. that have discipline, that have really a way of, 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 of managing the business in, 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 in a way that we can trust they can s- Grow in 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 a, in a manner that is sustainable versus not you know just spend like we don't, like we don't invest in Ubers and, mm. and companies like this that just spend and spend and spend but don't have real real product that makes money. Mm-hmm. I have a question actually. So I feel like I've been hearing for years that Netflix has been in the red, mm-hmm. you know, based on their spending. Mm-hmm. I mean, but. I d- it is a very successful company. It's it's everyone watch everyone uses it for, for the most part. But like, yeah. when you like hear rumblings of stuff like that, would you want to? Wouldn't you want to avoid investing in um, Netflix? Did you come to our investment advisory meeting yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, wow! Are you an expert? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you have to kind of read read between the lines, right? Uh, Netflix for a long time did not make any money because they were growing. So, and that's that's okay. Mm-hmm. The company is growing to 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 gain market share or to become a household name per se. But Netflix last three months uh, did nine billion dollars in revenue and two billion dollars in net profits, and just in three months. So Netflix is definitely not losing money. Mm. Netflix. Oh. So you have to kind of understand really what people are saying. What what happened with Netflix? They've lost some subscribers, so people were freaking out because that happened, and the stock is down almost seventy percent as a result, which I think is a great opportunity because people don't understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. Right? But Netflix is is doing really well right now. 
Did, did so the what? layoffs have anything to do with that? Well, they had to kind of, I mean, they, at some point they spent too much money and they yeah. got a little bloated. So now they have to retool and have yeah. to make some changes. And that's what they're doing. So then what, what triggered the layoff? Because I thought that I, we're just like talking about yeah. Netflix right <laughs> yeah. now. But it's like yeah. kind of like in, almost more like theoretical of like if they made two billion dollars and why what what triggered the layoff so a lot of things like investors are looking for is continued growth right mm. what netflix happened even though they had very good financial results they've lost some subscribers mm -hmm. so they went from 222 million subscribers to losing 700,000 subscribers mm. granted some of it is because of russia and so forth mm -hmm. but so they are decelerating growth mm. so what happened is they had to kind of think okay do we need to spend 17 billion dollars in content still mm. every year you know mm -hmm. so Got they have to it. kind of retool so they're looking ahead essentially yeah. and that's yeah. why they did that yeah. i have mm -hmm. to i mean i think reed hastings is probably one of the smartest ceos in the media and probably in general. So when you listen to that guy, you know, and Netflix had some hiccups before, you know, and you guys probably don't remember this, but when they had to stop delivering CDs, everyone, mm. DVDs, everyone freaked out, stopped yeah. and halved, right? Mm -hmm. So they've had some issues, but then they worked through them and, and have made a ton of money for a lot of people. Okay, I have a right. question. So if, you, if, I, if, if I'm hearing you correctly, it's like a pie chart, deciding between uh, the people of the company, the leadership, yeah. the products, yeah. and their decision making. So yeah. if you imagine that uh, as a pie chart, what is the percentage that you look at? Like, what's the highest percentage? What's the biggest piece of that pie? Is right. it is the people the most important to look into when you're investing? Or is it the product? Like, how do you divvy up your attention? I think that? they all work together. It's really tough to figure out which which one is most important. For us, leadership is very important because things change. And if you don't have the right leadership, they're not going to be able to adapt to it. Mm -hmm. yeah. But also, you know, if you don't have a good product or disruptive, you know, things, then it doesn't really matter how good your leader is, right? Mm -hmm. So... Well, it's almost even yeah. like sometimes you may have two pieces of the pot, two pieces of the pie, but not the other, or mm -hmm. maybe one. Like, so for example, like with a, with a startup, mm -hmm. there's a, a CEO who hasn't, who doesn't really have any history of yeah. like how they've handled, you know, financial yeah. dealings with a company. So are you more so focused on, okay, well, if the product is super disruptive, then I'm okay taking this risk with this unknown CEO. You just nailed it. That's why startups are so risky. Yeah. Because you never know how it's going to go, right? Because it's so early. And you know, a startup is usually building product for three, five years out. Mm -hmm. And you just don't know how things are going to be, right? Yeah. What other met metrics. I'll give you an even better example. Apple. Uh, half of the value that's been created in Apple was all the last two years. Mm. Since Steve Jobs, when he died in 2014, Apple was worth $400 billion. Apple, as of right thing today, is worth $2 billion. So since Steve Jobs died, Apple is worth five times it's more than it, than it was when he died, right? Wow. So Tim Cook created so much shareholder value, even though they didn't have a lot of new product, yeah. they've just done such a great job monetizing and making the iPhone better and mm. you know, just kind of creating such a household name and growing it, right? Mm. So if you have good leadership, even though you don't have brand new products, mm. you can still create a lot of wealth. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's really 
He like took the building blocks and like solidified it all out. Correct. Yeah, and now you guys are like, yeah, Tim Cook has clearly proven himself. Like Apple is a good. Yeah, I mean, he's boring, but he's. (laughs) (laughs) He is boring. He is boring, but maybe that's good. Like in a leader, you know, versus someone who's like always tweeting the WeWork, the WeWork guy. Yes, WeWork. Have you guys watched the? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I seen the documentary. I didn't see the show. Oh, you gotta watch the show. Uh, oh, you gotta watch the show. Oh, yeah. oh, I gotta see the show. Oh, okay. the show is amazing. It's oh. Apple, an Apple show, actually. Um, wow. Tim Cook, everyone. Right. Tim Cook. <laughs> uh, you guys, I'm sure you guys, fans of Jared Leto. No. <laughs> All right. The no. Thing is, uh, no. <laughs> I. No. Okay. I'm. I am intrigued by him, though. He is a cult leader. Oh, is and, he? Yes. Oh, oh shit. He is. Okay. <laughs> okay. He owns like a island in Eastern Europe where he his cult like meets and like does weird things. He's also been allegedly accused of. Uh, oh shit. Uh. Yeah, he's not a good guy, and it's crazy. Sidebar: I was on the treadmill the other day, and I saw this Gucci commercial. It's a perfume commercial, and it's for Gucci Guilty. That's the name of the perfume. Really? And I was like, are we living in a simulation? <laughs> are they laughing at us? <laughs> like, he's clearly... Get, why did they... Ch- uh, well, well, it's yeah. great that he played that role because, because you know, yeah. Adam Newman is literally a cult leader. So. Exactly. Yeah. No, perfect casting. Yeah. Drawing from within. Yeah. <laughs> what are the biggest mistakes you've seen people make when investing their money? Like, I, I know that emotion kind of can factor into yeah. it a lot. And I love this question. Uh, I really do. Because um, I, I think our job is really to help people from making bad decisions. So, mm. uh, number one is not to invest. I think that's one of the biggest <laughs> mistakes, mistake, right? Just not investing at all. Yeah, 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 that's really the biggest. Uh, the difference between wealth and not wealth in this country is as simple as that: it's investing mm. your money, right? Mm-hmm. So you we'll talk about income inequality and so forth, but really the difference is people not investing their money, mm. right? So number one, number two is uh, the get rich quick kind of scheme things. Mm-hmm. Like people go and speculate and you know try to buy you know the latest you know shit coin or what can I say shit coin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's our middle name, baby. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, so just really uh, conflating you know that speculation versus investing. Mm-hmm. You know that's a big thing that we see is we try to kind of remind people, hey, you want to invest for the long term. Mm. Can we so can we talk a little bit more about the speculating part of it mm-hmm. versus investing. What's the difference between the two? So speculating is basically gambling. I am buying AMC because I know mm. the stock is going to go up or I think it's going to go up. I'm going to Wall Street bets and someone said that it's going to go up and so forth. Right? That's speculating, right? Yes. Investing is I'm buying Apple shares over the long term or Amazon or, or Netflix mm-hmm. and so forth, right? So you're just kind of sticking in with the, with the plan over the long term and continuing. Slow and steady. Yes, yeah, slow and steady, exactly. And uh, and then emotions. So now the market is down 30% right mm-hmm. now, right? A lot of anxiety, fear, and so forth, right? But you want to think of this as the market is on sale, right? Mm-hmm. The stock market is the only place I know of that when things go on sale, everyone runs away. If mm-hmm. Nordstrom said they're going to have a 30% sale tomorrow, mm-hmm. I think they will attract people That's versus. So true. Yeah, right. so things are on sale right now. 
So if you have a long-term view, you want to go in and look at what's on sale. Mm -hmm. Apple is trading at 30% below what it was, mm -hmm. or Netflix and yeah. so forth. So like kind of like what you said before, treat it more as an opportunity versus like yep. something to run away yeah. from. And, and the reason why a lot of people don't do that, you know, you hear this buy low, sell high, and so forth, which it sounds great, but it's so hard to do, yeah. mm -hmm. is because money is emotional. Right, mm. we are all emotional beings, mm -hmm. right? If I open my brokerage account and I see my hundred thousand dollars went to seventy thousand dollars, yeah. I am my actually my reaction to loss is much higher than my reaction to gain. Mm. That's actually proven behaviorally, right? Mm. So that thirty thousand dollar loss is going to hit me a lot more than if I made one hundred thirty thousand dollars. Right. Right. Yeah. So right. so what happens is instead of putting more money in, I'm, I'm not going to put money in, right? Because mm. I don't want to keep losing more. Right. Which you need to be exactly doing the opposite. Yeah. You need to be thinking, okay, now I need to put more money because things are cheap. Right. Yeah, because it's like even looking at my accounts, I'm like, oh, I've lost so much money nope. over the past like year or two. But it's like basically is the time to kind of just keep. Yeah. Keep doing it. And then if you can, you only lose put when you sell. More. You only lose when you sell. Like right. when you say, ask me what's the biggest mistake. The biggest mistake is people to sell. Yeah. Like, yeah people when the market are, goes down, then they just start freaking out yeah. and selling. Yeah. But it's like, no, just hold on to it. Yeah. Because the trajectory of the market, it always like mm -hmm. upswing. There's a pendulum. Yeah. yeah. You can't buy low when everything is, do is going well. Yeah. You just yeah. can't. Yeah. You know? So when you have to think, okay, when things are tough, that's when the opportunity is. And you're never going to be able to figure out where the bottom is. You're never going to be able to time it perfectly so you right. have to keep doing it and that's right. why you said like when we asked like what you know were the biggest like significant financial changes you've seen in people who have invested like you said that they had like savings which is important yeah. because if you are losing money with these stocks you are able to continue to keep buying low because Correct. you have it yeah, to do it. yeah. if you had to uh, use your investments to pay your mortgage or your rent yeah then that's that's not going to be good because you have to sell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you have enough cash saved up, if you have built the right allocations from the beginning, then you don't have to worry about the market going down this because you actually can kind of stay with the plan. Right. The market is just kind of like in the back of your mind. Correct. It's doing its thing, whether or not it's going high or low. You're yeah. living your own life. That's exactly it. Okay. Mm -hmm. I have a question because... You can't make money in this country without Uncle Scam taking a piece. We call him yep. Uncle Scam. We call him <laughs> Uncle Scam. <laughs> <laughs> so right. where does the government come in in this picture? Yeah. Um, How does she get hers? Yeah. I, I mean, know the words capital gains. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Uncle Sam or Scam, as if you want to call him. Uncle uh, Scam, please. Is always there. You know, part of what we do is make sure that we give him the least amount of money that we can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's you got to manage for that. So uh, capital gains are if you make a lot of money in the stock market, eventually you have to pay some of those gains to the to the to the government. And is that only if you take your money out, or is it only yeah. if you if you leave your money in there? Say like I am a millionaire, but I haven't touched it. Yeah. Do I pay? Does the government come for it? Uh, so a lot of people are mad at Elon Musk because he made so much money, although not this year, but before. And you pay enough taxes. The reason why he made so much money is you can just own Tesla stock that's gone up in value quite mm -hmm. a bit. Mm -hmm. You don't you don't pay taxes on something that goes up in value unless you sell it. Unless you right? sell it. So once you sell it, 
you have to pay taxes, capital gains, as you said. Uh, and actually, capital gains are a little, bit, a little bit less than actually ordinary income taxes, depending mm. on how much money you make. So you're more incentivized, ankles can incentivize you to invest <laughs> yes. versus just it's less uh, taxes. Exactly, less taxes mm. than just earning income, per se. Yeah. Mm. Why is it like, why is there the incentive to invest? The idea is because when you invest, right, you, you're able to build a lot more wealth for a lot more people, right? Mm. If I just work for myself and just mm -hmm. earn money, right, I'm just earning money to live. But if I invest and create value through hiring people and so forth, so we, we're incentivizing the activity of allowing growth to happen through investing in different businesses and companies and so mm. forth. It's more widespread. Yeah. Correct. So like if you invest in a company, then that company can like have more money to yeah. then hire more hire people. Hire more people and, and so forth. That's, right. that's what the capitalism system is so good because yeah. you're able to incentivize that capital or the risk to, to, to invest capital and hopefully build wealth for everyone else around us. Mm. Wow. <laughs> okay, I mean that's one positive. I yeah. Think. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, take it. Listen, I listen. It's not perfect. Yeah. It's not perfect. That's for sure. But yeah. we haven't found a better system, yeah. have we? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. 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 Might as well learn how to game this one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. While well, it's here. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I have learned so much. <laughs> Me Same. too. This is truly like the best investment 101 course ever like yes. i definitely feel like we learned a bunch of basics yes um to really get started because i def i feel more prepared like i feel definitely more knowledgeable of what i would be getting myself into and less yeah. scared yeah yeah, yeah. i think you, you just said it like, what do you what do you ladies are doing is fantastic you're just demystifying these things you're making them poppable you're making them touchable you have just to get started somewhere and just learn you know and then once you're in it you becomes easier and easier like anything else in life, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for joining thank you. us. This thank you. This was so great. Uh, of course. Thank so, you for having so me. Great. We may have you back on for, you know, one or two. Anytime. We just scratched the surface. Yeah, so, we did. Yeah. Yes. Well, real fast before you go, where can people find you? Yeah. GerberKawasaki.com mm -hmm. is our website. Uh, people can uh, sign up there and, and, and really uh, get a contact with someone in my firm and they can meet with them and really help them put together a plan that makes sense. Get rich, y'all. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> Invest. 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 Thank you again. Thank you, ladies. All right, ladies, on a scale of one to 10, one being you're terrified to invest, 10 being you're ready to take the investment world by storm all on your own. Where are y'all at? I'm a 10. Oh. oh. I'm a 10. Yeah. I she have said been, 10. I, I have been investing. I have a, a, how should I phrase it? I have a financial planner. Mm -hmm. So I've already been investing. Um, and I actually really like taking risks. If you think about what Hatem said about investing in like people, mm -hmm. I like investing in companies that are run by women, companies that are run by uh, minority leaders. So I'm excited to, especially after Hatem told us that it's a fire sale right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready to go shopping. Wow. A 10. A 10. Okay. A 10. I would say I'm at about, I would say I entered this episode at about a three. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I would say I'm at a six or seven. Yeah, you are. Oh, so wow. I feel good. I mean, I do feel better. I you do. You doubled it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. 
Um, I feel a little bit the same as Dev, mm -hmm. where I have different like investments and stuff like that. But I came in scared about the current situation yeah. of the stock market mm -hmm. because it just even what he was saying about the emotional side of what this current stock market makes people feel. I was like, yeah, that's where I am, where I'm like, logically, I know that now's the time to put more if I can, mm -hmm. but it still is scary. But so hearing him definitely just made me understand a lot more about just how it all works because I've been investing for a while now, but it's like, I couldn't give you more than like a five word answer on most of these terms. Absolutely. I've just been investing because cause, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, and I'm like, okay, I know that I should do this. And then now I have like a financial planner and stuff, but it's like, but just knowing so much more about it now. It's almost like knowing the why. Like, you know yes. what? Yes. But it's like learning the why behind it. Yes. Um, and just like more details of these terms. And there's so many different things to cover. I mean, he literally said himself that we've only scratched the surface of investing <laughs> with this like hour long episode. So guess we'll have to have him back y'all yes, right. we'll have him back and thank y'all so much for listening to our investing 101 episode until next week bye, bye. everybody loves McDonald's fries so yes you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba.